Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 172 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson, your lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, hey Josh. Shannon, how's it going? <laughs> Last week. I didn't do it. You didn't do oh, it. Because you threw me off talking in Spanish. I did. I threw him off with the Espanol, and uh, you were like, I never said it. Yeah. You were kind of sad. Yeah. You were a little bit sad. Yeah. It's like restarting. Because it's a thing. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, it's going good. It's going great. Yeah. It's a busy week, um, but it's... <laughs> Are they not anymore? <laughs> um, I can't remember the last time we went... Nothing going on. Nothing going on. Um, Yeah, it's a busy week. We are, um, as we are recording this, we're leading up to our journey weekend for our students. It's um, just, it's Christianity 101. It's something we started several years ago, kind of to take the place of what um, some churches might do, like as far as confirmation. Um, It's it's just about the, who who is God? Who is Jesus? Who is Holy Spirit? Um, what is the church? What does it mean? All these things, um, these really good foundational aspects of, of the scriptures, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're doing that weekend, this weekend, and then Sunday is um, a very important day in the life of our church. Yep. Uh, we're having a, an ordination and commissioning service for um, Not the, confirmation. the rest of the pastors on the staff, yeah, yeah besides me, because we already had my ordination mm-hmm. uh, back in... 22? Yeah, 2022? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's what's going on. So it's it's a great week, just kind of working on details and getting stuff done. So, yeah. How about you? How are you? I'm good. I'm working. Well, we have our journey weekend coming up. I'm working on that. Okay, cool. And then we also have our (laughs) commissioning and ordination service. I'm I'm working on that as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's... um, (laughs) Have you finally recovered from... uh, your Central American trip? Yes. Yep. Um, I don't know what happened, but um, I was up here for stir on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it ends 8-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like at 7.30, I just hit a wall. You're like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I gotten through all the week to catch up for Sunday, yep. mm-hmm. because I, cause if you don't, like I walked in, I got home on Tuesday, and I basically slept that day. Yep. So from Wednesday to Saturday, I had to get a week's worth of stuff done. Mm-hmm. And Sunday, I was like, oh, it's all done. Mm. And then my body's like, yep, Crash. time to nap. <laughs> but like yeah. Sunday night at 730 <laughs> is like I was so tired. Yeah. I'm like that too when I have those kinds of, you know, uh, it, like responsibilities or those kinds of things. It's I need a I need a day or two within within several days. I've I've got to have a day to really really recoup. So yeah, whether it's physically, you know, spiritually, emotionally, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just looking at my hands right here. It's not video, but I'm like my hands are starting to look like old lady hands, and I didn't think they did. I need to start a lotion, putting a little more moisturizer, I guess. Mine too. Mine look like old lady hands. No, you're stumped. But you see what I mean? Like, see the... I could could see why you would think that. I don't think they look like old lady hands. You you ain't got no liver spots yet. Oh, no. I've got got them. I've got... Just wait till I get a tan. Anyway, Mm. 
This is riveting. <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Liver spots oh and ordination. Woohoo! That's the title. Don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. Um, anything else you want to mention, host chat, before we jump into uh, our topic for today? Um, no. All right. Well, so here's the deal. And I, you know, we, I think we we probably don't promote our podcast as much as we could, but it's not like, you know, it's a deficit or anything like that. Like, Oh no, we're not doing it. But I really do want to make sure that we, um, when this drops on Thursday morning, um, that we let our folks know about it because we are having our commissioning and ordination service this Sunday. And, I know that people have questions. I mean, even even our own staff is like, now what exactly will this be or what does it look like or mm-hmm. what does this mean? Um, you know, aren't our pastors already commissioned or are they already ordained? I'm confused. What's going on? So I want to start with this, I guess. You will hear, if you're in worship on March 3rd, you will hear me say in this service um, – the faith and practice of the Porch Community Church. So the faith and practice is our um, standards. It's our, it, it is how we function as a church. When we left a denomination, the United Methodist denomination, we adopted a faith and practice that is the, the standard for everything mm-hmm. that we do. Um, and so that's what it's called, our faith and practice. And you'll hear me say the faith and practice to the Porch Community Church outlines the requirements for those who serve in a pastoral position. So that would be currently that's you and, and Kristen and, uh, Justin and most recently Allison, mm-hmm. who those who serve in a pastoral position in our church and our community, we place a high importance on faithfulness, calling, training, education, and experience for the pastors of our church. Having satisfactorily met these requirements, we are commissioning three pastoral ministry leaders and ordaining one faithful servant of the gospel. So that's actually taken from the service that we're having this Sunday. Right. And so I was thinking about this, and I thought, anytime you have a kind of a a formal uh, service setting and you're distinguishing a person and and ministry, usually there are questions, good questions, yep. of, okay, wh- who, like what, where exactly, how. I remember after my ordination, I had a couple of uh, questions from people who were still in denominations who were like, well, who oversaw that or who determined that? And I was like, well, our leadership and our faith and practice. Mm-hmm. Does that just like in a denomination, there is a standard. There's a, you know, the UMC has the book of discipline that outlines everything. So it's, you know, in effect, that is our standard for ministry. Um, so let me, let me give you an example of like people trying to understand what does it mean by commissioning? What's the difference even between commissioning, ordination, um, all that stuff? Yep. I'll give you an example. So I was a pastor in the UMC uh, for, as a pastor for, hang on, in 06, I became a pastor, so 20, 21, 22, 23, all right, so when did we leave, 19? 19. Okay, but then we didn't disaffiliate till 22. Right. So uh, almost 18 years that I served, no, that's that's bad math, but anyway. <laughs> 20. 
13 years. No, it was 13 years, as it says here in my notes. So for 13 years, I was a pastor in the United Methodist Church, but I had not completed my ordination requirements. So I was a licensed pastor, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so that's where it was. I was in the process of in the ordination process, but I had not completed it when we disaffiliated in 2022. So I was a licensed pastor. I had all the pastoral responsibilities legally to perform weddings and those things, sacramental responsibilities within the church. And that was confusing to people within the denomination itself even Mm then. Mm -hmm. Um, If we had chosen when we left the UMC to align with the Global Methodist Church, which was an option, uh, the new formation of a, a new denomination, I would have met those ordination requirements and been ordained shortly thereafter, as a lot of my colleagues are who left the UMC and went into the GMC. Right, and they didn't. They basically were like, "Okay, this extra year you have that that they were going to do, we're not doing that. You've met the requirements. Go." Mm-hmm. And this is why in July of 2022 we had an ordination service here at the Porch Community Church for me um, to set me apart and as an ordained pastor. Um, because all the credentialing and everything I had with the UMC was gone when we left the UMC. Um, and so even then, people were like, well, isn't Shannon already ordained, or isn't she already? A pa-? And it was like, yes, I'm legally licensed, but as far as our standard here, mm-hmm. we had an ordination. So now here's the thing to remember in all of this, whether you say commissioned, licensed, ordained, whatever it may be, um, the thing to remember is that God calls. God calls people. Mm-hmm. Um, God equips people, um, and then churches should uh, they they take or they should take the sincere, meaningful, prayerful, intentional time to determine. Okay, what are our standards? What does this mean for us? What does it mean for the persons that are that are receiving this? What are our expectations of them? And so if you're in a denomination, that's already been determined somewhere along the way by a group of people. Right. When you're in an independent church uh, or maybe a network of churches, that's something that needs to be determined. So um, so we have done that. We set that through our faith and practice, and we followed a format um, that several other churches who were former United Methodist mm-hmm. churches. Now we're the um, like pulling from like foundry yeah, churches. Yeah, before we even had the foundry, but yes, we were we pulled from those. Um, so these are still Wesleyan in their doctrine, which is we still are. Yes. Um, but we continue. We we followed a format and you know fit it for us. So, um, there are I think the curiosity of what's the distinction, what's the difference. Um, aren't we already calling, you know, I say it every week, just about media pastor, Josh Harrell, Mm -hmm. um, our kids, pastor Kristen, you know, Mm -hmm. our worship and student pastor, Justin. Um, so we already kind of call people. We recently said, um, our assistant student minister, Allison. So like we've given these titles. Now we even have John and Taylor who we call our connections pastors. Mm -hmm. They have not gone through any of this process yet. So they still have an oversight responsibility, mm-hmm. um, but they we have not uh, they have not started any kind of process to receive commissioning or anything right. like that. So not to just forget them and leave them out of the loop. That's just where that's where we are with that's where they are. Yeah. 
Um, so what I thought we'd do with this episode is go in a little bit more of how we view ordination and commissioning and all that. Let me start with two scriptures, okay? Let's start with two. Two. Matthew chapter 16 um, is this... Um, we, we've read it before, we've looked at it before. Um, we've been talking about this as far as Balo in our series about casting the invitation, following after Jesus. He says to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross, and follow me. So you see there, even Jesus is saying, um, if you want to be my follower, here mm-hmm. are things that need to that you need to do. Yep. Um, he says, if you try to hang on to your own life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. For any person to to feel called and then to be given the opportunity to be in ministry, um, there is a giving up. Um, and I think it's true of, of any vocation, but there is a there is a level of of personal sacrifice that is mm-hmm. made when you choose to be in pastoral ministry. One hundred percent, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that you it, it you view things a little bit differently. Yeah, um, it's just it comes with it. I, it's not like there was ever a class on. Hey, by the way, now you're going to you know think this or wonder about that, or you're going to be concerned about how others perceive you. Like, no, I mean, it's it's totally at least for me. It was yeah. oh, you you find that out after the fact almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know. For those of y'all that, that you've ever had someone go, I thought you were a Christian, you know, because you said something or acted a punk or whatever. You take that times like a hundred mm-hmm. for, yeah. oh, well, I thought you were a pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. So um, I'm like, just be quiet and hand over that money. I'm holding you up at the bank. No, that's not okay either. Anyway, so <laughs> let me go on. What? Jesus, I know it's random. Uh, the whole thing that the, the, the <laughs> I, image I get of me it. holding up a bang. I thought you were a pastor. Be quiet. Give me your money. Anyway, verse twenty six of Matthew chapter sixteen. <laughs> Jesus says, "And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul?" Right. So don't rob banks. Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man who will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. So this passage here, Jesus saying, "You got to follow me." There is. There are, if you want to be my disciple, here's what's going to happen, all right? In regard to commissioning ordination, this is something that is a very prayerful um, process of, of the person being commissioned or being ordained um, mm-hmm. to, to understand this. Um, 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 5 through 8, In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence, and moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's from the New Living Translation, so it's a little mm-hmm. bit different. Yeah. Um, but it's this understanding of here's what you need to take on. Here's what we should be taking on as followers of Jesus. Yes. Right. There is a a desperation, and a desperate need for this serving in pastoral ministry. 
um, to be someone who has self-control, who has more patient, um, who is exemplifying godliness, um, having love for others. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times that if I was just, and I, I mean, I shouldn't say this, but it's just my, it's just, it's just real. If I'm just Shannon Patterson and I'm, you know, if I'm doing my former job and I'm just the tennis pro, mm-hmm. I'm just teaching tennis. Um, I might respond differently to people in circumstances as far as like if I'm upset or if I'm, or, you know, whenever there's world events that happen and I have an opinion on it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, hundred percent. But I'm like, no, I have this responsibility as Reverend Shannon Patterson mm-hmm. um, to maybe refrain yeah. sometimes from speaking when, or sometimes speaking when I I'm not speaking on my behalf. I'm speaking on behalf of the name of Jesus into mm-hmm. certain circumstances. It's just a different mindset mm-hmm. that is there. And it used to be a conscious, mm-hmm. like early on when I was started working for with mm-hmm. the church, it was like, oh, I work for a church. I should probably do things a little differently. Mm-hmm. And now it's just, that's just the way my nature is. Yeah. So, okay. This is a good question to ask because... So even just being employed at the church made you start to think that. Yeah. And then so we come out here to to start this brand new church mm-hmm. almost five years ago. Crazy. Um, and we're like, well, it was about four years ago. And we were like, hey, we want you to be our, we want to give you this it was COVID. title yeah. of media pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did did that mindset change as well a little bit? Uh, it didn't change the... Um actions i would actions or thought processes of what was coming outwardly mm-hmm. it definitely changed the inward weight mm, yeah. of what i was doing yep yep you know mm-hmm. and oh yeah <laughs> and it honestly just kind of validated what i was kind of already thinking of mm-hmm. what was going to happen with online stuff and mm-hmm. and like we say our our online is like a is the congregation online right and I'm in charge of it. Mm-hmm. You have, and you should have a pastor in charge of it. Yes. Yep. Very and much so. You ha- or someone with a pastoral mind, and mm-hmm. they have to be doing it with a pastoral mind and pastoral heart. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're just putting stuff on a page. Just information. Yeah. 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 Dissemination. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that changed. Like that was the change from mm-hmm. this is my job to this is my calling. Yep. Yep. Very true. Uh, yeah, and I I see that. I I saw that, and I. Course, I completely get it. Um, so this is what our you're talking about our faith and practice. Um, what's the difference between commissioning and ordination? What what are they and what's is there a difference? Um, the general purpose, this is from our faith and practice, the general purpose of the commissioning and ordination process is as follows. Number one, to recognize and confirm. That an individual. So I see we get the word. You get confirmation yeah, yeah. to recognize and confirm that an individual has been called by God to ministry. Yes. Two. To acknowledge that the individual has gone through a period of discernment and training related to this call. Yes. And three. To authorize that individual to take on an office of pastoral ministry. Now you mentioned COVID, Josh. This. Uh, First of all, we were we were we founded in nineteen. We disaffiliated in twenty twenty two. So for three years, 
we were UMC and we were under how they were doing everything, yeah. right? So we didn't operate under the authority to commission or ordain or anything like right. that. When we founded as a standalone church in 2022, um, we incorporated in our faith and practice that authority. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's when this stuff came came up because other otherwise we were under the umbrella of right. the process that the UMC mm-hmm. had, and we honored that. Right, right. So this has been so. Here we are sitting two years in. Um, when we did, we put into place. Here are. Uh, I say we, uh, myself and the ministry board of elders put in place through our faith and practice what we considered to be, and we used other churches as models, um, requirements, um, educational requirements, as well as, of course, experience and training um, for the opportunities for our pastoral staff. And we boiled it down to we have commissioned pastors and we'll have ordained pastors. Um, or those in the process of either or. Mm-hmm. So, um, from our, this is what we say. This is again from our faith and practice. The church, us, maintains the right to ordain and to employ and discharge ordained ministers of the gospel and others to conduct and carry on divine services at the place of worship of the church and elsewhere. The church also maintains the right to commission employed persons to ministry within the local congregation and community. Further, the church maintains the right to grant waivers for qualifications for justified special circumstances upon a two-thirds vote of the ministry board. In the work of ministry at the Porch Community Church, there are distinctions made for the responsibility and authority of its pastors. Though the title pastor is used, there are two pastoral distinctions. These are commissioned and ordained. So we uh, maintain the right to commission and the right to ordain and though we use the term pastor across the board, mm-hmm. there are distinctions made um, and responsibilities and expectations of that. So specifically commissioning, which is we are going to commission this Sunday you and Kristen and Allison. Mm-hmm. Um, commission pastors are those persons overseeing ministry areas as a paid staff position in the church with responsibility of leading or assisting others in their faith journey. Okay, so that's that's a what a commission pastor is. Commission pastors are not ordained and thus do not have the authority to consecrate communion, baptize, marry, or perform other specific pastoral responsibilities outside of the supervision of the lead pastor. Commissions are issued on a calendar year basis, renewed annually upon satisfactory review and approval of the board, and contingent on involvement or employment at the porch. So. We call it, we're commissioning you as a pastor mm-hmm. this Sunday. If you, and I, I would hate for it to happen, but if you got some like jam up job somewhere else and you're like, I got to go, we'd be like, bye, we love you. Give us your pastor. No, we wouldn't do that. But <laughs> but the, the role and it would be renewed on, next year. Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And we have, we do this anyway. Annually, uh, the ministry board meets with the staff each, you know, Couple people from the board yep. meet with staff members uh, individually and j- do a check in. How's it going? How's everything? You know mm-hmm. those kinds of things. So that would be in that place. You know of of that annual satisfactory review. So who who can be commissioned and how do you even get to the point where you are commissioned? 
Someone who's seeking commission pastor status. Now, there's also a caveat to some of the stuff we're saying, is that we knew when we founded as when we founded as the Porch Community Church as a standalone church, mm-hmm. apart from a denomination, um, we said we've got people who already got boots on the ground and they're doing ministry, and so we said yes, we will have we're going to institute some waivers here because of experience and time, right. uh, calling that they're already doing it. And we're not going to be like, well, you know, you can't, we're not going to give you that title right now. You know, we weren't going to let a title be a hiccup thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was just dumb. So, um, you knew we were like, Hey, we want to commission you as a pastor when we get to that, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like, we're not going to call you media pastor in the meantime. That, right. That would be, Dumb. So, uh, persons seeking commission status are nominated by the lead pastor. So that's just saying, yeah, this person's good. <laughs> they're good to do this, and then they're approved by the ministry board. And so, someone who wants to have a commission status, first of all, you got to be employed in a ministry role. But then we have, um, and both you and Kristen have done this, and and Justin. But in regard to commission status. There was an expectation of taking some online seminary courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you do Essentials of Wesleyan Theology? Yeah, yeah that was the one you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you said you did it like twice after all was said and done. Uh, completed twice, started three times. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so because, like I said, we we want we all come from different faith backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that was very important to us, that we are Wesleyan in our doctrine and our understanding of grace and how God inter- interacts with us and His creation. Yeah, because none of us have a Wesleyan background. Yeah, right? None of us. None. <laughs> and so that's something we want any person who's going to be commissioned status to to um, work towards and begin that process. Um, and so you complete that, and um, then you the board approves of that and, and you move on. Of course we had a few waivers in place. So, yeah. um, so it's a process, but it begins with, first of all, you know, so, um, you know, one of our, you know, Steve Brooks, I know he likes to listen. So I used him he as does. an example. If he said, Hey, I want to be a commission pastor. We'd be like, well, Steve, we love you. But and you don't work here. And you are, you don't even work here. Um, but we would say you are a priesthood of all believers. Uh, but then we'd say, well, you're not employed here, so we don't we don't just do the commissioning of anybody. But yep. you're employed here, so um, yeah, you're welcome, Steve. Um, he he didn't have anything else to do. He didn't have a you know busy which, which job. I think is a good um, distinction because with the UMC, you could be a licensed pastor and not work for the church. Or what? There were certain people in our church that had like lay leader status where they could preach and stuff like that. I can't remember the exact term that mm-hmm. they used. Lay leader does not um, involve any kind of commissioning or ordination or clergy status. It's basically someone who's taken some some preaching courses and they might be asked to lead a church that doesn't have a pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, or within the church as the lay leader, they represent all the people in the church that are not mm-hmm. clergy. And I, I bring that up because I don't want people to think that they're kind of the, they're parallel. It, this is a different thing. Right, right. Yes, this is a the so, commission pastor status. So if you have a UMC background, mm-hmm. this is not that. Correct. If let me put it in the context of our church because that's what we're talking about. If um, if someone brand new came on staff and they had a pastoral position, um, 
oversight of people and leading them. The first thing they would need to do is go through the commissioning process. Mm-hmm. Um, if And then if they wanted to pursue ordination, they would do that. It's not a long, 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 long process. We were going to make sure of that, but it is a process. Mm-hmm. Um, now, someone could come in, which we'll get into here in a moment ordination-wise. They could come in and be like, I have my seminary degree from Asbury, you know, a Wesleyan institution, um, and I'm ready to, you know, here I am. You you hired me. Here I am. They're already at a place in this process, and they're already in, they're already in the ordination track because yeah. of that, because mm-hmm. of their background and the and stuff like that. Because what uh, the stuff that they've completed trumps what's mm-hmm. in the commissioning process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try not to be political, okay, Josh? Thanks. Trump is a word. <laughs> no, I'm just I kidding. I don't know if it was a word before him, <laughs> I'm but... I'm so kidding. It was. It was totally a word before him. I don't know. It was here a long time ago. Um, so, all right. So, there's a difference between a, a lay leader, a, a leader, and then a commissioned pastor. Mm-hmm. And then there's a difference between an ordained pastor. So, here's what we have in our faith and practice about ordination. Ordination is the communal recognition. So, that means everyone of persons set apart for leadership and pastoral responsibility. The work of the ordained is not about privilege or power. It is a call to serve the church. Call is grounded in servant leadership modeled by Jesus Christ, by his example to his disciples. Jesus gave the example of those set apart for the work of God would be grounded in service. That's the example he gave. To be ordained is to be called to a responsibility to equip, to lead, to teach, and shepherd God's people. Those entering into the process and seeking ordination should do so counting the cost, which is part of what we were already talking about, Mm -hmm. committing to a lifetime of conscious living of the whole gospel and joyfully embracing God's calling. The covenant of ordained ministry is a lifetime commitment, and those who enter into it dedicate their whole lives to the personal and spiritual disciplines it requires. At the Porch Community Church, ordination is the formal setting apart of persons for leading the community in word, which is teaching and preaching the Bible, sacrament, overseeing the practice of baptism and communion, and order, giving leadership and form to the church's life. Persons apply with the recommendation of the lead pastor and after approval of the ministry board of elders and completion of education requirements may be ordained before the community of faith. So... Again, there's a process, but mm-hmm. it defines what it means. It is a setting apart, and then you get into the sacramental authority. Right Now, some might say, well, Shannon, I see people, other people lifting up the elements on Sunday. Of course. Um, that's, you know, it's actually written in, it's the overseeing the practice of baptism and communion. Um, when so, you're... Go ahead. So a perfect example would be after Sunday, if you weren't here... On mm-hmm. Sunday morning, Justin can oversee the consecration of the communal elements. Mm-hmm. Normally, when you leave, if we're doing it, you you consecrate them before you leave. Right, and I would even say, you know, my that was definitely a, a UMC uh, out of the UMC type thing. Yeah, I'm at a place. I, I'd. I, I'm at a place as far as the leader of this church. Um, if someone's gonna do a, a provide communion or something, I want to. I want to not that I'm blessing it, but just to know how is it being carried out in a way that honors the Lord, 
um, that it is a way, you know, so like if you were at your community group, and you're like, we want to have communion tonight. I'm like, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the bread. You have the, you know, like you got it. Yeah. Great. Um, but it's not so much a, oh, you can't do it. You're not allowed. When Adeline was baptized, mm-hmm. I asked you, do you want to be in the tub? Do you yeah. want to be in there with us? Yeah. Um, and you were like, I would, but I also really want to make sure that this gets captured. I don't want there to be any technical difficulties. Yeah. I want this to be recorded for posterity. Yep. So, and I wasn't going to be like, well, Josh, you can't because you're not an ordained blah, 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 blah. No, no. Come on in the waters. Mm-hmm. Last year, we had a, on our uh, Porch Kids Sunday, I believe it was that day, we had a, t- a lot of kids got baptized, like seven mm-hmm. or eight. And Kristen was in there. I was there. like, Kristen, get on in here. Mm-hmm. So um, there is an oversight, but I even hold that loosely because I don't want to, you know, Justin, there's been plenty of times when he's been like, hey, we, we want to have, we, we really want to do communion tonight at Stir. Yeah. And I'm like, that's wonderful. You know, it's just an, an oversight and making sure that it's done in a way that honors the Lord, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so where are we? Yeah, ordination, setting apart. Um, so when we have we have education requirements, and these are all in our faith and practice and on our ministry, uh, our board of elders, um, like book that we have, um, there are requirements there. You, you go through a process. Um, so I'll use, we'll take Justin, for example. So we're commissioning you, Allison and Kristen. Yep. This Sunday, we're ordaining Justin. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's where we are with that. First of all, um, Justin was ordained in his home church, a Baptist church, several years ago. Yeah. Um, we were here already. In Osceola. Yeah. No, no, we were downtown. Were we? St- mm-hmm. Okay. We were downtown. Um, and well, hang on, were we? I thought we were here. We might have been here. It yeah. might have been an early, early days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. You're right. I do remember that. Um, and he had received his ordination because he was getting asked left, right, and center to perform marriages um, for people. And he he really did not. He could have just gone online and gotten, gotten the certificate. a certificate and done it and been legal and done that. He felt very strongly. Um, I want to make sure I'm not speaking out of turn. Like I, I'm pretty sure this is he's shared with this with me several times. He wanted to be, of course, legal. But he wanted to do it under the mantle, the authority of the church. Yeah, the legal standard wasn't right. the standard he was measuring himself. Correct. And because we were UMC at the time, he was like... Nowhere close. <laughs> he was like years away yeah. from that, which was just, you know... He'd have to tell people, silly. yeah, I can do it in 10 years probably. Right, right. So he went at under... I mean, I was like, yes. Um, I know that Bob Moon you know, came to his service because they did it on a Sunday morning at his mm-hmm. home church yep. in Osceola. So Bob was there, and that was wonderful. So as we were in this process, we were like, hey, you know, we recognize your ordination. So we've always, you know, you look at his title like it's Reverend Justin mm-hmm. Crenshaw. We don't, we're not like, well, you you know, you're not, you went, you did it there, and, and their doctrine, is, you know, no. Yeah, we're, we're not just doing said, that. We've always recognized that. But in this process, you know, and, and that was something we talked about was, um, do you want to be ordained again, or do you just want us to recognize your previous ordination um, and he was like, no, I'd, I'd like to have this be ordained uh, under under this mm-hmm. under this church. Um, and so we are so we are doing that. And that would be common like if I were to suddenly go, I want to be 
uh, Lutheran or something. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know if women can be Lutheran pastors, but anyway, know. then they would, they would have an ordination. Yeah. So it's kind of that deal. Um, but for our, for those who want to be ordained here, there is a process. There's education is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a a seminary level education pathway that we have for those. I mentioned earlier, we hired someone on staff that has a, a Wesleyan seminary degree. They're already a couple of steps ahead of, of someone else. Mm-hmm. Someone else might come in here and go, I have my, I have an MDiv, I have a Master of Divinity, but it's from Liberty. Yeah. We go, that's wonderful. That's a different theological but background. But we want you to have some Wesleyan. Doctrine. Uh-huh. We, we want you to have some Wesleyan stuff, so we want you to take these two additional courses or yeah. three additional courses, whatever it may be. Or it could be someone who's like, I have the experience and, and a college education, maybe a master's. And we're, we're like, okay, wonderful. Um, th- there's more classes we want you to take. We want to mm-hmm. make sure that you have a good understanding of, of uh, the, the scriptures and the way in which uh, ministry is carried out. And so there's a process for that. And we have all that in writing and all that. Um, so, you know, paperwork, submitting paperwork. Um, that was fun. Uh, that was a wonder. <laughs> um, and so that that's where we are with the requirements. So let me skip down to um, that. These are important. These are the most important. Uh, for a commissioned person, those seeking commissioning must meet the following minimum qualifications have a personal faith in Jesus Christ, be committed to Christ as Savior, nurture and cultivate spiritual disciplines, pattern of holiness, including responsible self-control. We've already kind of covered these. This is the mm-hmm. official. Um, the Exhibiting personal habits that are conducive to bodily health, mental, emotional maturity, integrity in all relationships, fidelity in a Christian marriage between one man and one woman, chastity and singleness, social responsibility, and the knowledge and love of God. Boom. Discern a call by God and the support of the people of God to practice ministry. Accept the authority of Scripture. Yes. Accept and abide by our Wesleyan doctrinal standards found in the faith and practice. Uh, submit to the discipline, authority, and supervision of the lead pastor and the ministry board of elders. Complete seminary coursework. And then and then uh, be approved for that commission status. For ordained pastors... Uh, as we said, they're ordained to a ministry of word, sacrament, order, and service. This means that they preach and teach the word of God, provide pastoral care and counsel, administer the sacraments of baptism, communion, and order the life of the church. Ordained pastors on staff at the porch are under the supervision of the lead pastor and el- ministry board of elders. Here are the requirements for an ordained pastor. Again, having a personal faith in Jesus, nurturing that spiritual disciplines we already read, mm-hmm. to have a call by God, to be able to effectively communicate the Christian faith, to give evidence of God's gift for ordained ministry and promise of future usefulness and the mission of the church, accept the authority of Scripture and be competent in the disciplines of Scripture, theology, church history, and polity, possess the skills essential for the practice of ministry, lead in making disciples of Jesus, be accountable to the church. Um, And then we have for ordained ministry, have a minimum of five years full-time ministry experience. So we want people to have experience. And then we have the educational requirements. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of pathways depending on what your background would be. Like, do you have a Wesleyan seminary degree? Do you have another church seminary degree? Uh, do you just have uh, 
education and then a lot of experience, um, then we have all of these different ways in which someone could kind of choose that pathway. All of this to say, Josh, <laughs> when you hear me say on Sunday, March 3rd, at the commissioning and ordination service, when I say the words, the faith and practice of the Porch Community Church outlines the requirements for those who serve in pastoral position in our church, in our community, we place a high importance on faithfulness and calling and training, mm-hmm. education and experience in the, for the pastors of our church. And then I say this, having satisfactorily met these requirements, we are commissioning three pastoral ministry leaders and ordaining one faithful servant of the gospel. We, or, we are commissioning uh, Pastor Joshua Harrell, Pastor Kristen Bembry, and Pastor Allison Crenshaw. And we are ordaining and installing as associate pastor just Reverend Justin Crenshaw. So that's what's happening this Sunday. Sounds official, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Well, it is. It is. I mean, it's it is. official. So I don't know. It's a ceremony Maybe and everything. It is. It really is. Um, and I don't know if that is a whole jumble of confusion to everyone. I don't know. You might be like, I was. I thought I knew, but now I'm even more confused. I don't know. No, I... <laughs> I'm kidding. You know. I know. But um, I would... I, I mean, I would say... This is a good clarity for someone that goes, who cares? Sure, sure. And when you look at this stuff and you go, oh, this stuff actually matters. Mm-hmm. It's not just a title that at least we give out mm-hmm. willy-nilly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? And then there is a lot of work behind the scenes that people don't that see. That is very much true. That yeah. is given, not, not even given to this person earned by this person because mm-hmm. of conversations and decisions that were made mm-hmm. in in leadership mm-hmm. by the person with the person with God, mm-hmm. leadership with God, and then all together. Right, right, and you know because this is the first besides my ordination, the first commissioning service and ordination service we're doing. Um. You know, Kristen went through everything, and she she had all of the requirements met a year ago. And we could have had a commissioning service for her then. Myself and the board thought, well, let's 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 do it with everyone. So let's mm-hmm. get everyone in there. You were in the process of that. Mm-hmm. We lost your dad yeah. to cancer. That kind of threw everything on hold. Yeah. Um, Justin was going a hundred different directions at the same time. And then, and and then, so you and Justin were, were finishing up your paperwork. And then we were, we really felt strongly to uh, basically make Allison official as an assistant student pastor, Mm because that's what she's been doing. Yeah. And so then in that process, we were like, okay, well, we also would like want to commission her. So there's been a process of kind of getting everyone on the same page Mm -hmm. so we can have this special celebration. I mean, we will, do this down the road for any others that, that come in or, you know, go through the process to, to do this. Um, I know, I don't, you know, you, I don't know where you are, but I know that Kristen is definitely in a place where she wants to um, pursue ordination mm-hmm. eventually. Um, and so she's, uh, she's not taking any courses currently, but that's something she's going to do, wants to do down the road. So, um who knows what it looks like in the future as far as when we have other um, of these kinds of ceremonies. But this is a really special ceremony 
um, mm-hmm. for the establishment of of what we've been doing. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like with a lot more detail, a lot more involvement in the background, like you said. Mm-hmm. When a lot of folks stand up on stage on a Sunday and I'm like, I love doing this. We're going to welcome in some ministry partners. And I'm like, okay, here's the question. Will you be involved? Will you be here? Will you be engaged? Will you serve? Will you give? The reality is almost every time these are people who have been with us for a while. And people aren't just jumping around joining churches nowadays. It's like they're like, no, this is where we want to be. We've been here now for a year, year and a half. We Mm want to partner in ministry. And in many ways, what we're doing Sunday is, is recognizing all that you guys have already done mm-hmm. um, and are continuing to do. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be a very, very special day. Super excited to have Bob Moon with us. Yeah. The Reverend Dr. Bob Moon. I talked to him this morning. Um, he answered and I said, Dr. Moon. He said, yes. And I said, I'm calling for medical advice. He said, you've called the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, he's such a goober. Yeah, so I love that man to death. Though. Yeah, so he's very, very excited and honored to be a part of it. So I'm glad that he's gonna uh, be here Sunday mm-hmm. to to participate in this um, commissioning and ordination and and installation, all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, anything else you want to throw in? I will before say, we... I will say that it has to be a God given thing for me to ever want to pursue a master's degree. <laughs> So ordination will be the only reason I ever go back to school. <laughs> well, uh, you've heard me say it before. I told I told Drew and others when I completed my master's, my master of divinity, I said, if you hear me talk about getting a doctorate, pick up the nearest piece of furniture and throw it at me. <laughs> and, of course, I have thought of it often and have actually, you know, the way a lot of these doctoral things are is – is they take a lot of the work you've already done in your MDiv, your Master of Divinity, and they fold it into. Oh, really? So it's really not that involved as it could be. I mean, it depends if you want a a, a demon, a doctor of ministry, or like a... <laughs> a demon? D, I know, right? You know what? I never thought about that, but that's how they refer to it, is a demon. Wow, I never <laughs> thought of that. Yeah, you're right. That's not appropriate. That's not appropriate Sorry, at all. A, a, a D, capital D, and then a capital M-I-N, D-men. And that's how it looks like on people's like credentials. That's terrible. It really is. I <laughs> haven't thought about that. So anyway, um, who knows? Maybe one day I'll be the Reverend Dr. Shannon Patterson. So, And then I'll give out medical advice. And then I'll get sued. Do you get a prescription pad when you get... <laughs> yes. Yes, it'll say, like, read your Bible. <laughs> Pray more. <laughs> Go do the rosary. Now we don't do that here, but you know, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yay. yay. I don't know what else. I'm, I'm out. We got Journey Weekend. It's gonna be awesome. Commissioning ordination yep. this Sunday. And then we're on the road to Easter. Woohoo. We've been on the road to I Easter. I know, but you know, we yeah. got gotta plug it. That's the next thing. Yep. 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 So hey, uh, I hope that today did not bore you guys. And I hope that maybe you have a little bit of clarity on what commissioning ordination means to us and how it's different and all that. All I know is I get to work with some amazing, amazing, talented, uh, faithful, uh, hilarious um, servants of God, and it is an absolute honor to be able to be a part of their commissioning ordination this Sunday. I hope that you, Porch Community, will be able to be here uh, March 3rd, 10.30 a.m., you're listening to this after March 3rd. I hope you enjoyed this information. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Josh, thank you. Love you, buddy. And and I just want to say uh, from me personally, I, it just means a lot to me that you see uh, mm. that in me and the ministry board sees what mm-hmm. God is doing in me and through my work. Yes. And I know you know the struggle I've had about getting people to see the importance mm-hmm. of my work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was telling care of this, and I was like, this is just basic. Like affirmation? Yeah. Not validating, because I feel like you and the board have done that yes. from day one. Yes. Here. Yes. But um, it, 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 it's an affirmation yeah. and uh, just means that I'm doing what God has called me to do because y'all are pouring... Y'all are pouring into me as much as I'm pouring into the job. Mm, yes. Well, it's going to be a great day. Yep. So, all right. Well, our mutual admiration society has now come to conclusion. <laughs> uh, we yeah. love you guys. We hope to see you Sunday and talk to you again next week. I'm going to go get my demon. All right. No, don't do it. <laughs> see you guys. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage you to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.